Don't Call Me Girl Boss is a podcast dedicated to sharing the journey, struggles, and successes women small business owners go through. I host Jessica Buck, a small business owner myself, interviews women who haven't made a million dollars yet. I interview women at any stage of owning a business and focus on the struggles so listeners can really relate to the guest. I hope in listening to this podcast, you find your go-to source to get the real scoop of what it is like to be a woman small business owner. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Call Me Girl Boss. Um, currently today, it is Wednesday that I'm recording and I have, um, well, today's the day that you can apply for the PPP loan round two. I called my small bank that I get it from in California and they told me I will be receiving an email from SBA Complete on how to apply and I go through them as the underwriting process. So the reason I'm talking about this is just so you get a little update about where I am with the PPP loan. You, If you've been following me on social media or have been listening to any of these episodes, you know how passionate I am about getting people educated on the PPP loan. If you are listening to this and aren't sure what that is, please go to sba.gov and research the PPP loan. It will go into more detail and more explanation than I can to you on this episode. I can give you just the brief overview. It's the payment protection program. It is meant for businesses struggling with COVID and kind of help cover your business expenses. It's 2.5 times your monthly payroll. Again, go to SBA to get more information, but if you, you'll be listening to this on Sunday, so it'll been a bit a few days, but you still have till March 31st, I think it was, to apply for the PPP loan. So no matter when you are listening to this, if it's before March 31st, 2021, you can still apply. Funds may not be available, but the government might issue more funds. That's what happened last round. So just keep that in mind. Also, just a quick little life update about myself. I have decided to go back to school. Um, I signed up for Austin Community College. I am going <laughs> to like, suck at math, so... I have to do my math course and just like a course that they make every student take as the first class. And then the next semester, I get to start taking classes that I actually want to take and college level classes. I tested in college level for reading and writing. Thank God. So um, yeah, I'm not looking to switch careers or anything like that. I just know I've always wanted to get my bachelor's degree. It's something that I personally want to do for myself, something that I value, education. So I'll be going to get my marketing and business degree just to be getting better in my business or other future business ventures that I do. So that is just a new thing that I'm doing. I'm also still currently looking for a salon space in Austin, Texas. I'm kind of saving some of that detail for to announce on Instagram. So I'm not going to talk about too much about that, but that is still in the works. And that's pretty much what's been going on with me. Just trying to get through COVID, get these PPP loans, the California grant, unemployment's been a nightmare, but you know, I have a savings. I can't dwell on that. I'm just going to focus on what I can. And I am super excited for the guest that we have on this week. I have Abby and she is the owner of June's Brows. 
and she is located in Austin, Texas. She does powder brows. So there's a difference between microblading and powder brows. And in this episode, we're going to go over that difference. So just hang tight. And she is booked up till April. She is super cute. I spray tanned her and that's how I connected with her through my fan friend Morgan who owns Fuck Mascara. And so, um, yeah, I'm just really excited. I want to know her journey. I want to know what's going on. I met her and she's just, I was like, what is your secret? How are you so booked? I mean, she's very talented, so that makes sense, but I want to get to her level. So I'm super excited to interview her. So without further ado, here is Abby. I'm good. I had my day off today, which was really, really nice. I What's literally... your schedule? Uh, so right, the I worked the last nine days in a row. Oh, I had wow. I had 14 days off unexpectedly um, with the holidays and then some things were delayed with COVID with shipping and stuff. So I had to cancel a few clients. So I unexpectedly had two weeks off and then I just hit the ground running into nine days and I was just wow. like, oh my Lord, I forgot what this was like. Um, but it surprisingly wasn't too bad. Um, but usually I try to work Monday through Friday. And I try to take Wednesdays off, but I haven't been successful with that yet. Um, yeah, I, it's I, hard. Know, it's hard. Yeah, I, you know, I want to give myself days off, but I also want to make my clients happy. And I want to make sure that everybody's getting what they need. And whenever you're really booked, it's kind of hard to, you know, dedicate time off specifically for yourself. Yeah. How many clients do you see a day? So I would say my max is I know girl I know girls that do like five or six or I've heard of girls doing nine a day and I'm like more power to you but I've realized and I've come to learn this the hard way that if I see any more than four people a day my um you know the brows I do are not as crisp and clean my customer service you know I'm not as nice and bubbly and peppy and ready to go as I would like to be so in order to give my very best I kind of cap it off at four people a day yeah that makes sense you know my friend Amber um, she owns brows by Amber she talks about that with when she has a microblading client Mm -hmm. she's like drained she's just like yeah I cannot because it's just so much concentration she says there's so much that goes into it I mean it's not only the concentration of one, you know, getting brows that match their bone structure, their hair growth, um, you know, and exactly what they want. But it's also, unfortunately, this is going to sound awful, the small talk of it, you know, being on 24-7 for, you know, three-hour appointments a day, three hours, four people a day, and, you know, you're talking, you're talking, and thank God I'm a chatty Kathy because it kind of comes <laughs> easy to me. <laughs> But some days I am struggling to, you know, find conversation. It, it can be a little overwhelming at times for sure. Yeah, it is the small talk and just the days that you don't want to. It's like you have to 100% be there what, yeah. no matter what's going on in your life. Exactly. It is always on. But, you know, some I've I feel like a lot of people sometimes I can be a little honest with my clients and I do feel like they react very positively to that. Almost, you know, they're just kind of like, oh, I get it because I'm feeling the same way today. So I've had times where I'm like, hey, girl, like, if I'm a little quiet today, it's nothing personal, just a little tired. And she's like, oh, thank God. Me too. Didn't want to talk. I'm going to take a nap. And I was like, (laughs) perfect. This is awesome. 
Yeah, that's true. Being just straightforward right from the get-go instead of them just wondering what's going on. Exactly. Being like, okay, does she just hate me? Or like, <laughs> you know, because I've been you in those know. situations where I'm getting something done and we're not talking. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to shut up now and do nothing. So yeah, it's like, were we friends or were you providing the service? Like, yeah. Oh, where, where are we? <laughs> exactly. I, I can't decide. I can never find out which one. But yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Austin, Texas? I know. So I actually grew up in Houston, Texas. Um, And then kind of from fifth grade to high school, I was in Katy, Texas, which is basically Houston. It's just a small little suburb right outside of Houston. How was that? Was it it like a small town? No, I would say, um, I mean, Katy was, Katy was, way more divided from Houston overall because Houston is just so big but the thing about Houston is you can drive from Katy to downtown and that's an hour and you can drive Katy to another part of Houston and that's an hour Houston's humongous so there's all these like little almost like LA like you know how it's LA and then there's all those little suburbs around LA but you still call yourselves LA it's kind of like that so we weren't very small. I mean, my graduating class was, I think, 750 people. So mm-hmm. we we had a huge high school. Um, I, I loved growing up there. Growing up, up until fifth grade, I moved every summer in Houston. Um, so I went to a different school every year up until fifth grade. And what did then, your parents do? Um, so my parents are actually divorced. My mom at the time, I believe she was working for um, Diamond Offshore. And this was like right before like, girl, when that oil spill happened, that's when she started working for them. So it wasn't too long after she got immediately laid off because that huge oil spill in the Gulf happened. So we were moving every year living, you know, with a single mom, it was me and my sister. And then we would go see my dad, you know, over summer and in vacations. But he also lived in Houston, but in Aldine. And he's a teacher. Um, right now, he's actually an assistant principal. And then he's getting his doctorate. And I think February 10th, he's actually, you know, defending his thesis. So he'll, he's completing his doctorate's program. That's really That's impressive. Uh, I'm so proud of him. It's incredible. Yeah. That is that yeah, that's amazing. It's I just recently started going back into school. Oh not really? really to change my career or anything, just to get more knowledge on the business marketing. Oh, for sure. I've been thinking are you going back for marketing? Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about doing that too. I've been thinking about like if I can just go back to school, especially because everything's so online and with our schedules. Yeah. It's so ACC of- is amazing. Everything's online. <sighs> I have to be like in front of the computer. Um, from like 11 to 2 Monday through Wednesday which sucks but like I gotta be home and just like be present and obviously right. my son's gonna be running amok behind me but I mean <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna make it happen that's so interesting that's so cool that you're doing that because that has been something I've been thinking about doing for quite some time I just haven't really made the move especially just because it's kind of like when you get into this I mean at least for me like my major I was a public relations major I have 
no idea about business. I have no idea about running a, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. it's kind of like when we start these things and I mean, don't get me wrong. There are people out there who are really smart and they have a game plan when they start. <laughs> I didn't either. I so would... my business kind of fell into my lap. I mean, yeah. and so then I'm like, oh wait, I should probably get better at these things exactly. and go to school. So I know what I'm talking about. Cause right now I'm winging it. <laughs> yep. I am right there with you. I'm like, I'm just going to take it as it goes. I've been watching a lot of shark tank. I'm taking some tips right from there um but yeah that's really cool that you're doing that I, I thank you I buy a lot of books I haven't read yeah, see, I do them. that yes I have not <laughs> I like I literally buy all these books that are like self self-help business books or self-help books and then I'll get into like page four of my self-help book and I'm like I'm fixed I'm good like why why the hell do I, I know, need to read right? the rest of this book so, like <laughs> so I just have a collection of business books that I've been meaning to read same well we can be on the journey together perfect that sounds awesome (laughs) what was your first paying job a waitress actually no 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 I take that back I worked at Carter's in the mall it's like a baby clothes store yeah I was 15 years old my mom made me get a job it was not even really an option both my parents were like the second you can work you are working um so did that for a year my sister worked at the baby store next to me which was Oshkosh Bagosh oh <laughs> how cute you guys worked right next to each other yeah and then um after that I literally from 16 and up until 22 I waited tables serving I think is a great way to test your feet about entrepreneurship and the hustle oh I was a server for the first time when I moved to Austin Texas just to make extra money because I wasn't sure about my clientele here yeah and I was I loved it and I was like wow I'm like I should have done this when I was younger because it is so fun 100% I mean it is fun It, it is but it also like sucks so so bad I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. So am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you can. Okay, yeah. cool. Because I don't want to accidentally have something <laughs> slip out. And I'm like, oh my God, I just like ruined our podcast. No, you can um, cuss, I promise. Well, it's like waiting is fun. Especially for me. Like, I love to talk. I love, you know what? I'm just going to come out and say I love attention. So like when I am like, I have a table eating out the palm of my hands. Like, I loved that. And then I also got addicted. I don't know if this happened to you, but like it the fast money like you are leaving with money that night and I feel like that's kind of why I stumbled into this kind of career because I like walking out with my money like knowing that the work I did that day I'm getting paid for you know Mm -hmm. but then you have the side work and that's what sucks the most like the shutting down and you have like you know all the drama at restaurants or when it's slow and you're just like sitting around and you make no money and you still have to do all the other bullshit yeah and texas the minimum wage is like two dollars and like something it's literally two dollars and 15 cents and then yes it's insane yeah and then you can still get taxed on your tips on top of that so it's like it's it's insane but I mean in Austin there's some really good restaurants where you can just make bank I mean you can make so much mm-hmm. money waiting tables I think it's I think it's a great way if you are start going in school right now going into business doing anything and you need like a quick way to get money wait some tables find a decent restaurant and wait some tables and you'll be fine yeah I was making like 400 bucks a night oh, and I would yeah. work two nights a week and that was like what I did in the beginning yeah because I was like and I was like whatever I would work long ass it was like Friday and Saturday it sucked mm-hmm. but but you make good money my, 
Yeah, and my boyfriend, he was working at Kirby Lane, not making shit. Oh. And so it was so funny. I'm sorry, but fuck <laughs> Kirby Lane. Everybody's going to hate me, but he, I, I do not. No, like he hates Kirby I Lane. I hate it. I don't get the hype. It's, I don't get it. It's a glorified Denny's. Oh, it really is. Per- oh my God. You, that is the best way to ever explain Kirby Lane. And I will tell everybody that to the day I die because <laughs> that is a hundred percent a glorified Denny's that it is it's like the Austin version a hundred percent oh my god okay so you were serving and then what were you doing did you go to school right away yeah so I graduated and I went to Texas State um I was there I went there for four and a half years I graduated a little behind your time which is very shocking because I was a slapdick in school. (laughs) Like, I was not a good (laughs) student. Um, uh, Yeah, and I was a public relations major and a communications minor. And I really didn't decide those because I was like, oh, I want to be a publicist. I decided those because my friend went into digital marketing and it was in the journalism school. And I was like, what is something easy that I can do? And I just kind of chose PR. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because... Hello, I can't hear you. Hello. And growing my business and promoting my business. So it's kind of funny how it worked out. But yeah, I went straight to school. My parents really didn't give me the choice. It was military or college. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then did you stay under their roof? Is that what like the terms were? So... So, for example, my sister, she didn't go to college, but whenever she had, so she stayed at home past 18. So they were kind of, they were those parents, it's like, you're 18, you're grown, you're out. Like, it's time to start taking care of yourself, blah, 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 blah. So when my sister was 18, she didn't go to college. So she was in some military program, and then she left that, and then she went to community college, and then she moved out. Me, I just moved straight out. But the thing was, is if you're staying home, you have to be in one of the two. Or we're just mm-hmm. not going to help you, pretty much. So if I didn't go to college and I didn't join the military, it was kind of like you were on your own. Yeah. But if you did one of the two, they're like, we will help you out in think certain situations and help you, you know, get on your feet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So how was your college experience? Were you, if you were serving throughout that entire time? Um, you know, yeah, I was serving throughout the entire time. College was fun as fuck. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I will say there are some decisions, uh, you know, that I, sometimes I do think I'm like, oh, I wish I go back to college and like make different decisions or do different things that would have allowed me to like be more of myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mm -hmm. but I fell into like that, like real quick, like that sorority. I was never in a sorority, but like I hung out with sorority girls and frat guys. So it was kind of like parties all the time for me. That was like my whole life, um, in college. And then I got like a boyfriend a week (laughs) into college. Yeah. Don't whoever is listening to this podcast, do not do that. Enjoy your college years. Be single, have fun um did that and so college was fun but it was also kind of um I feel like I learned a lot about myself in college I feel like college is a really good way to learn um learn about yourself socially and how to like operate without your parents or without the people you grew up with and to kind of like explore who you really are and I feel like I got that opportunity in college 
so college was amazing for me I I love it but I don't want to go back I don't want to go back (laughs) let me make that clear (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, I'm glad you had a good experience. So you got your so, PR degree, and then what was the weirdest, move after that? Were you like looking for a job? Did you get a job? String of events. It was so random. So I was actually working at North Italia um, downtown, and I was making great money. They had just opened up. And so when I graduated college, my plan was to try to get an internship or try to get a job in some type of public relations situation. But here's the thing. I knew, like, as soon as I graduated that I did not want to go into PR. Like, it was like, I got handed my degree and I was like, fuck. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, like, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, this (laughs) We have to actually do something like I didn't want to be someone like little bitch. And I'm, I'm, I hate to say that, but that's kind of how I feel. You have to, like, work your way up in those type of situations. And so I was freaking out and I was like, I'm just going to work at this restaurant and stack my money and I'll try to find a PR job, see if something suits me. And one day this guy came in and he like has this advertising agency and he was like, hey, I think you're like a great, you're great at sales. You're great at this. Like, would you like to come work for our company for a little bit? Or would you like to just come work for me? And I was like, sure. Hell yeah. And it was good pay right off the bat. And it was like social media advertising type of things. But I did that for a little bit. Did not love it. I was like, I don't want to do this either. This sucks. But I knew I always had an interest in beauty. So I did makeup school. (laughs) I hated makeup school. I did not love it. I did not want to get makeup school. So I like had like I was like having a crisis. I was like, (laughs) I just, you know, I'm in how much debt you know, right now from a degree that I'm not using. And I have no direction as to where I want to go. And, you know, all my friends are landing these big jobs and they're finding their paths and their careers and they're moving to LA or they're moving to Oregon or Portland or, you know, wherever. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know what I want to do. So I got a huge tattoo, like a massive tattoo on my arm. (laughs) So naturally, I just becoming very prominent so on my body. Naturally, I don't know how to tattoo. work with things. And my tattoo artist, he's so cool. And so he started talking. We were just like talking about the situation. He's like, well, my girlfriend's actually getting certified in microblading. You should check it out. And I was like, uh, no, I'm good. Like, I'm not doing eyebrows. And he was like, you should check it out. Good money, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of how it like, I found out about it and like started getting into it all so yeah so I went to there's so where did you you go to school for microblading Texas lasers and academy Texas laser academy and aesthetics I'm probably butchering it I'm so sorry um but they offer microblading certification courses so in Texas you only really have to go get certified and then you need a tattoo license so there's not really like a school per se there should be a hundred percent because I know like in Portland and Oregon it's like you have to like go to school for a certain amount of time and all that but in Texas you just have to go get certified and have a license (sighs) well same with like injections like people who do Botox and stuff it's just a freaking certificate, well, see, and I was shocked I, that, when I found I, that out. Isn't that in California? Though, you have like to be a nurse. Anybody can kind of do injections, or 
Because I could have sworn. That is insane. I don't know because, the history of okay, it. I just God, know in Texas all you need is a certification. My injections, and she is a nurse, and I'm like, I'll get people that'll I'm like, do you want Botox for free, like for this? And I'm like, no, thank you. Like, I'm too scared. Mm-hmm. Texas is Texas is very. Yeah, I so was shocked Florida. when I found that out in Texas. I'm like, Girl, what do you mean? Anyone could just do yeah. it? Yeah, and Florida's like that too. The wild, wild west. They're just slinging injections. I'm like, anybody can tattoo and anybody can stick and anybody can do anything with a needle here, pretty much, is their rule. So. Wow. Oh my God. Okay, so my microblading. Okay, so you take the microblading school and then what happens? I cried every day. It was like a three day thing. I cried every day. I'm so sorry for laughing, but I was just like, like I just imagine you like, like fuck, it was like four like grand, and, and I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It was like the hardest thing I had ever learned. It was almost like learning to write. I can't explain it. It was just like learning cursive almost. It was just like so unnatural, and it was so frustrating because all the girls in my class, or at least like half of them, were just picking it up naturally, and the teacher was just like oh my god we have a natural over here and then like would come up to me and be like um mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> you know it was just like it just sucked and then okay and like I don't want to bash a teacher but <laughs> you're like great kind of said she was like there's 12 girls in our class she goes she's like maybe two of you will actually become successful microblading artists out of this whole class she told us it that's what I and I'm like, I just paid you four grand to tell me that wow. I have like a percent chance of fucking making it in this industry. Thank you. And you know, every day I stayed after class because me and this girl would practice. And yeah. I asked the teacher, I was like, Hey, so what do I do after this? You know, because when you get your certificate, there's no direction. And I'm I'm sure it's kind of like that with you, where you're like, Okay, I know, I know how to do these things, but how do I develop it into a business? structure where people can come and I can perform you know and I was like should mm-hmm. I go to a studio should I go to a salon should I open up my own studio and she goes don't do not open up your own studio because they're not going to go to you she goes she goes oh girl <laughs> she goes what they're gonna go this to girl me. needs to be fired and I'm then sorry. needs like five other she goes there's only five top artists here in here in Austin and that's the only place that people are going to go to are those five big house names and I am such a little shit where I'm like if you're gonna tell me I can't do something I'm gonna fucking do it just out of spite type of situation it I'm so sorry you had that experience like that really honestly pisses me off because you're putting yourself out there putting your money out there three days and, she and she's taking in all two. that money. And, and how many days was this class? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's how they all are. They're all kind of these what like, an little asshole. Four grand classes. for three days. Oh, God. Um, she's got to you know, go. And then she goes, there's only top five. And I literally, this was in front of the whole class. She said this. And I go, well, I can't wait to be number six. Because I was like, I'm going to fuck your shit up. I'm not even joking, you girl. And within five months <laughs> of my career, I outbooked her. Like, yeah. And it, and my mom was my first model um that's amazing. so that was kind of awesome 
And I'm not going to lie to you because, like, after that whole situation, I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, this shit sucks. This shit is hard. I want something that's going to come easy to me and I can make stupid money doing it. You know, like, right? That's everybody's dream. Like, easy money. But then I did my mom's brows and I Mm -hmm. saw the transformation. My mom never did her makeup. She has, like, no eyebrows. But it completely changed her face and... It made her kind of just light up, like kind of just more confident. And I was just like, I like this. I was like, I like, I like giving people this feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it all, yeah. where I was just like, okay, I'm going to keep pushing myself to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And then, so you went so for microblading, but I you focus on powder brows. Powder so did you learn so- that? After in I that left school. school, I went to a trainer, um, another artist in the city, um, and trained under her. And she taught me shading. And shading and powder brows are the same thing. Like, you're using a machine and you're shading it in. It's just the powder brow is all shading. So I kind of learned the shading there. And then I would take online courses where you can, like, get these super in-depth online courses of, like, how to create a powder brow. So I started with that. And I had one... Yeah, so I trained under Do the Do you mind saying Ralph where you studio. trained under I and what know. classes you I took online? I literally work side by side. We work next to each other right now. I don't think she does trainings anymore. Um, but I think she's opened some. Like, she'll take select few here and there. She's crazy booked, too. She's insanely talented. Um, and then my online powder brow course, I took Shay Danielle PMU. She's kind of like a big house name just in the industry. And then I also took um, Girls Inc. Powder Brow course with Tani. I want to say her last name is Daring, D-A-R-N-I-N-G. That could be totally wrong, but it's Girls Inc. Um, And then I took an in-person powder brow class with um, Love My Brows by Michelle. She's also a really great artist here in Austin. She's in the Round Rock area. And she kind of does all powder brows. Um, with okay. and how Mishari, did you feel after taking all those trainings? She was honestly, she helped me with my career. I mean, she, I work, I've worked next to her every single day since I've started in the industry, and she's just almost, I would say, like my apprentice. Like I look up to her. I can literally walk into her room with a client in my room and ask her a question, and she will help me out and guide me in the right direction helps me deal with like, you know, difficult clients. And she's, she's a great teacher. She's very patient. She's very kind. She's very understanding. Um, love, 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 love her. Um, love my brows by Michelle. She had a great course too. Hers was a one day course and I learned a lot from hers. I felt great about her course as well. Um, and then Shay Danielle and Girls Inc. I personally love those, the online courses the most just because you get to kind of hold on to that material and I'm more of a visual learner where I kind of need it and need to study it over and over again. So with those courses, I enjoy because you just have it on your laptop for like six months to a year before it expires. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, that's amazing. So you do your mom's, you feel confident um, in doing okay, brows. So what were the first steps you took to starting your business? 
And then I knew immediately that I was not ready to microblade on anybody's face at all. And I was just like, I'm not doing that because I'm not going to ruin my name before I even have a chance to start my business. So I reached out to several artists in the city about training and working under them. And the official brow studio was the only person who replied to me. And she gave me like, uh, I bought a two day training under her and we ended up hitting it off really well, just vibing really well. And she was like, Hey, um, I need an assistant. So if you want to be my assistant, I will give you two days in my studio and you can just use it for clients. And I was like, Oh, it was, I mean, I don't think I would be where I am today. If wow. That's amazing that you had that opportunity. Um, you know, she let me use all of her supplies, all of her pigments, her inks, everything. Um, you know, actually on my very, very first girl I did alone, I had to call her and she came in and finished the girl for me because <laughs> I freaked out. So that's kind of how I got into it. And so I was working there two days a week, slowly <laughs> building Aww. my clientele doing giveaways, you know, free brows, um, brows for like a hundred bucks, you know, anything and everything I could do. And then I was just growing and she was like, Hey, you're getting kind of busy. We need to move out. So her and I are both moved to a different location off South Congress and we work side by side now, but that's kind of how I got into it. And my business started and really started growing. Nope. Did you have nope, to pay her I just rent? Ran, I basically just um, ran wow, her did social you take a portion of what you were doing? Like, scheduled appointments and stuff. And I mean, to be quite honest, like, I really didn't even do that much. Like, I mean, for her to, like, be offering that up to me for how little I was actually, you know, what the job really required was very gracious of her. Yeah. Well, you know, you're meant to be where you are and you're at the right place at the right time. Oh, girl. I had so many. And then did you get your. So, how did you come up with your middle name? So, I'm Abby June. Um, I had, girl, I almost like named my business Bug Brows because people called me June Bug. And I'm so fucking glad I put an Instagram poll out and people were so honest and they're like, I swear to God, if you name your business that, I will like never come to you ever. And I was like, shit. So, girl, it was so bad. It was, I have I'm I dying. Have I don't think I've ever laughed like that on my podcast. I actually like trained a girl the other week and I was going through my notes and it was all my, my brow names. But one girl actually DM'd me and she goes, Hey, you should you should just name your business June's Brow Co. And I was like, I really like that name, and I think it's really cute. And sh- and then that's how it happened. And then I gave her a free set of brows for naming my business. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. I, kn- I I love that, and I love how I don't know how people but, June bugs. Yeah, I think I I've seen that. I, I think like it's so cute. Name. I kind of wanted to. I kind of want to be like a cult following. Like you know how Beyonce has her. What did she call them? Bees, beehives. Yeah, yeah, beehives. These are my June bugs. I mean, I do. I mean, my beehives. my following There's and my some, clients are know, very like weird. very loyal and just amazing. So it's kind of great. I do love it.
I am. I'm officially that booked is amazing. Yeah, April, you are doing so very well. I saw you booked up till April, right? Um, might close off May just so I, you know, can get get things situated and cool down a little bit because it's a lot of people, you know, for touch ups and everything. But yeah, I am currently booked out through April. It's insane. Yeah, I feel that you know, is insane, but also very good, especially during a pandemic. So you should be so many people and so many businesses and artists that are struggling. And I feel, you know, especially for my artists, you know, out in California and LA, how everything's completely shut down. I almost, you know, have have a sense of guilt when I'm, you know, becoming successful. I know, but it's insane. I, I do. I feel extremely blessed and very no, lucky don't, to be don't ever thriving feel in such you know a difficult time for everybody and for you know us as well, just for everything. So it's pretty great. I can't complain though. Yeah, don't complain. I mean. You're an inspiration, well, you. you know. Yeah, people want to hear these stories doable. and it is look up to it, and know sure. that they can get there too. A lot of and then, so I kind why of think so. did you, know, you choose I, powder I mean, brows over wrong. microblading? I'm, was microblading you know, just I'm not about a good to start fit? Taking some more microblading training because there is the demand for it, and you know, if I'm going to do it, I want to be the best at it. Um, but you know, powder brows just came really naturally to me, like so naturally. And I was seeing better healed results and the benefits and the difference between machine work and manual work. There's so many, you know, pros and cons that go into it. And as an artist, I only felt comfortable doing something to someone's face that I would let someone do to my face. So I was like powder brows, I feel comfortable with, I know that they're not going to cause trauma to the skin. Mm -hmm. They're not going to cause, you know, all these potential things that could happen with microblading. So that's why I just went down the powder brow route. And, you know, honestly, when I started offering powder brows, like that's when I became my busiest. Like that's, you know, now that's when I started becoming booked out. Um, no, so honestly, a really big popular do one. Most is people just do one or the so other in your industry of microblading and powder brow and like basically the powder brow. So basically what we do is there's the strokes, the front of the brow. So you have it really light and um, crispy and fluffy and all that fun stuff. And the back is shaded. And so that's kind of, I feel like a really big industry standard right now, but in the industry, Mm-hmm. more people are moving to just powder brows because people are I think you know PMU permanent makeup it's, and why do you uh, think that is you know, it's been around for a while but it is still very new in the sense like it's been in Europe and Asia for you know thousands of years in America it hasn't really been here that long so we're just now kind of really learning and catching up to everybody and understanding the differences between manual work and machine work manual work meaning microblading you know using a manual blade and creating those hair strokes you're literally ripping open the skin and you're causing trauma to that skin and it's very easy you know especially if you're not properly trained or you know with different skin types to go too deep in the skin potentially and that's where you kind of see those gray brows those blue the purples the reds 
well mine so that's what happened to me my I let my mom so she wanted to get into microblading this was like five years ago it's the ones that I, love you that dude, hurt the most. You know, yeah. and there always has to be that one person. Like your mom was that person. Oh, always, and she's that. She's always hurts me the most in every aspect of life. So I should have known what happened with my damn brows, right? Or but she, kind of... yeah, so I have like the red scars. It sucks. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So they're definitely blended yeah, a lot better. They were like, just so and luckily, deep, though. You know, that, there's like, like a lot more stuff coming out about could fix removal, this <laughs> and artists are able to learn like emergency removal now. So if they do mess up like that, like they can kind of quake it a bit faster. But it's just kind of like the uh, day by day, you know, more education more things to learn about permanent makeup every single day. There's something new every day, you know, like last week, this fucking ink was the hot thing and now this ink next week it's like a different ink you know what i'm saying it's like it changes week by week you know i've gone through like three different types of inks and i'm trying to find one Do you that change yours a lot love. and you know one thing that they don't really tell you or in they can't really teach you in school you you learn as you go is you're gonna learn you know what ink works best with your technique and your style of work so certain inks can be super thick and you're, you know, let's say you're whip shading too fast. And so the ink's not going to sit that well in the skin. But if you're a slow shader, then thick ink is perfect for you. So you kind of have to work and you kind of have to go through these um, trial and errors until you find out what works best for you. But right now I am using Monica Ivani. Shout out. I love hers. I feel like they have the best results. And that's my personal favorite right now. And I think that's a pretty big one in the industry, too. Um, so I was trained with Tina Davies. Yeah. And is I would that say what Tina Davies is, is the most popular brand. Like, it's great for beginner artists. And they're pre-modified for you. So basically, anybody can use those properly. Tina Davies is what we were taught with. And I've, I used Tina Davies for like the first eight months of my career. Um, and then actually Mashari, the lady, I, the woman I work next to, she started using Monica Ivani. And I, you know, I saw her healed results and I saw the pigments and the pigments are also pre-modified, but they're just way, like they're just way softer on the skin because sometimes ink can look really orange. Like, have you ever seen a brow someone posts a brown their brows just like orange you're like oh my god it's so warm that's because of the modifiers in it but with monica ivani it they have the modifiers but it still creates a natural look on the face as soon as oh, you wow. put it on there it's a, <laughs> it is a science it is completely a science wow, i try to like tell a whole different world all my gr- like your like, world <laughs> this there's a lot that goes into it it's really and that's why it kind of shocks me whenever there's only three day certification courses because I didn't learn any of this when I you know I've had to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to acquire this information yeah. you know so you're renting now where are you at so I'm in it's called The Yard. It's off Saint by St. Almost Brewery. Bre- can I even talk? Brewery? Brewery? 
you get you're picking up what I'm putting down, right? Yes. Brewery. Okay. It's and like, how is that? I've heard of, I've heard of it before. I think uh, Morgan's in there too. A fuck mascara, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's actually in the same building, like literally just above us upstairs. Okay. Um, I love it. I like the area. I think I mean, we get a killer deal. I literally found it off Craigslist. And it's, like, such a cool little area. There's so many cool things back there. There's, like, um, a distillery. There's a winery, a whiskey place, a sake place, a vodka place. There's, like, an art place. There's a volleyball court. I mean, the place wow. is really, really cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And then there's – I don't know if you've ever heard of Spicy Boys Mm-mm. or – do you like fried chicken? Yeah. Well, girl, girl – you have to go to Spicy Boys. They're located in the yard. It's the best. I think it's like this Korean style fried chicken, and it is literally the best fried chicken I have ever had in my entire life. Like, I will definitely check it out. I love trying new food. Girl, it's so good. It's cheap too, and there's I'm a, I love sauces. I don't know how you are with your sauce. I love some sauce. I'm a big sauce girl, and they have some really good. They have this Thai basil ranch. It's just, it's incredible, but. How I much love do you, what, what is like the rates there? Um, we got so lucky. So in our unit specifically, there's like a huge front room and then a medium sized back room. And then we have a bathroom and then a big closet. And all of that is 1500 a month. Oh, wow. And so you guys split that? Mm-hmm. So Mashari, she pays a little bit more because she has her rooms like about a little bit bigger than mine. So I pay 650 and wow. she pays the other portion of that. That's yeah. like a stupid amount. Oh, it's stupid cheap. And I mean, for something, if it were just my room alone, let's say like 600 square feet, they charge $1,500 a month just for that here in Austin. And like yeah. those solo salons. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, what? Yeah, it's insane. We got such a good deal. We literally found it on, I found it on Craigslist and I, like, sent Mashari a video. I'm like, can we please just take this because we can afford it? And she was like, yep. And it ended up working out great for both of us. She was, how, like, two seconds from there. How? What is it like being right next to your competition? I know you guys say you work well, but, like, you are also in competition. So, like, what is that dynamic? Well, you know, sometimes I think personally I, I'm one of those people. I compare myself to everything. Like, Me too. everything. And it can really suck and just bring you down. Um, And she's been doing it for three years and I'm, you know, just hit my year mark. So I could sometimes it does mess with me where I do feel myself where I'll get either jealous or competitive where I'm like, Oh my God, you know, she's so busy or, you know, she got this many likes on her page or, you know, just little things like that. But I will say at the end of the day, I don't really see her as, competition anymore and her and I have had that discussion where we're like you know do we see each other as competitors and it's like obviously yes we are competitors right if we're just looking at it as a business standpoint we are com- we are competitors but her and I her and I help each other out so much to the point where it's like we both want to see each other thrive mm-hmm. you know and we learn from each other and so if anything, it's more of a beneficial thing. And I think if anything, it probably pushes both of us to be our best because we're always like, you know, she's an incredible artist. Sorry, she's amazing. And I, she thinks the same thing about me. And so I think it always, it pushes us to be our best at all times. So 
and so I think it's actually a really great little relationship and it's it sometimes it does get to me I'm not gonna lie I can't pretend like it doesn't you know um but you're in such close quarters like if she has a client and you don't you know like it's like a natural instinct to be like fuck I suck well at least that's what I do no (laughs) exactly no exactly you're like why the fuck is she booked out and I'm not you know yeah it's little things like that or you know why did she get this review and I did it's just little things but it's not just with her I do that I mean I don't know about you but I mean I will go on other artists any artist page and I'll just be like oh shit (laughs) I had to unfollow every spray tanner because yeah I was doing that and I like I'm friends with a lot of spray tanners and I won't follow them on Instagram so I I will still creep now and then I really try not to like a crazy ex-girlfriend almost because that's exactly how I feel yeah. Oh, yeah. So I do that, and I definitely try really hard not to. Sometimes I'm like, "Fuck, I'm just gonna do it." <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say, there's artists that I've had to mute, um, like their stories because every time I would see their work, I'm like, "Fuck, like, why doesn't my work look like that?" Or you know, yeah. I, I've just I'm had the same to way mute them because if I will obsess, I will go down a rabbit hole, and then it's yeah. I'm right there with you. It's it's kind of the worst feeling. It's like the comparison and like looking at everybody else's success and comparing other success to yours and it can be very Yeah, hard. it's just so it's super hard. I struggle with that and I still struggle with that and it's just something where I've learned I just can't follow them. There's a few that like if they're not in my area, I'm like whatever, like they're literally like not even in my area. They're super like super great on Instagram or there's some reason I'm following them or they've been on my podcast or something. And yeah. I've actually like had other spray tanners from different States refer me and I've referred them clients. So I'll follow those type of people. Yeah. Same, same. But like people in my direct vicinity, <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> no, I'm the same. Like I'm like so cool with this brow artist. You know where she lives? Fucking where? Sydney, Australia. Like that is the exactly. one like, I'll be your number one fan. Yeah, and like, like it's so funny. I'm the exact same way because if it's anybody around me, it's just it's game over. It's it's done. So it's just it, and it's not like I wish I could be that person. I'm just not, you know. And right. It's like if they're like North Texas, like I'm friends with um, sorry, um, North Austin. Yeah. Clients, like all I'm friends with spray tanners out there because I'll refer clients because I don't want to go to Georgetown. Oh, same. I feel like I I personally feel like. North Austin is like a completely different state almost yeah. from I'm like Round Rock and like where? Yeah, same. I'm like, okay, that's to- I'm cool with all my northies, but any any bitch in the south you got to go. Like <laughs> I can't be looking at your page, girl. Same. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that because it's something where I'm like, am I psycho? Like yeah, no, it's Am awesome. I not secure enough? Like am I not confident enough? Like no. what the hell is going on? I'm sure it's also like probably like just the perfectionist in us you know yeah just you know wanting to be the very best at everything yeah exactly and it's just too much it's like I don't need to focus my energy on that like I have so much shit going on that it's like and does that make a difference like looking at their profile no like it literally just like makes me think about other stuff yeah yeah if anything it's just it's a negative effect so it has helped me a lot though muting those accounts I will say that that is a very to anybody listening that is a good tip if you feel yourself comparing just mute the account just mute it yeah I recommend that as well and I've done that and I still do that yep or I just unfollow them because I'm like do they really don't care about my follow it's like I mean we want following not following you I've gone to the point (laughs) this is probably (laughs) so petty but like especially on my business page I'm like 
you're not a fucking Kardashian. Why am I following you and you're not following me? Like, I will just unfollow people at this point. I'm just like, I don't need to see any of that. And if it's, I think it hurts me a little bit when it's another artist mainly because I'm just like, what the hell? Like, oh, I've been treated like shit in California by other spray tan artists. So I'm like, so used to it. I don't even care about that anymore. Oh, I bet. I get, I mean, especially it's kind of like that in the brow industry, you just have those girls who are just like, I'm that bitch. And I'm like, yeah, you are. But that doesn't mean you, you have to act like every other artist is below you or that you deserve all this recognition and, you know, kind. I have, like, this one girl, I comment on every single one of her pictures, like, so kind and, like, support. I love her work. She never likes them, never replies to them. <laughs> You're like, cool. Like, yeah, I was just like, I'll go fuck myself now, I guess. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, I just had to unfollow her. But it's, yeah, it's, it's like that in our industry, too. I mean, the beauty industry in general is just, you know one of those things that you have to it really is because i've heard like people who do injections like women in austin talk about that like it's just it's just how it goes and i don't know why we're not good people i don't know what it is yeah who knows i mean i feel like it's just the name of the game and it's just the way it is and i'm sure you know in normal business like it's probably the same but just a different type of cutthroat you know what i'm saying yeah Exactly. I think we're just like hyper focused on our little industry and think it's the whole wide world. Exactly. Okay. So recently I saw you hired an assistant. Um, I would love to know. That's super exciting. Um, How did you know you needed one? Like what, if someone was thinking about like, Hey, maybe do I need one? Like what was like the, okay, shit, I need to get someone. I'm going to tell, this is like, if you feel like it's getting to a point when the client texts you and you don't even want to be nice to them because <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know if I should be I should be allowed to say this, but it's so honest. Like it got to a point when someone would text me and I would be like, I just gave you all of these instructions. I just printed out these apps. I sent you an email. I did this. I did this. Blah, 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 blah. Why the fuck are you texting me? Like asking me this dumbest yeah. question. And then you have like 12 other girls messaging you at the same time. And then you're booking three other girls. If it gets to a point where you can't even play nice with your clients, it is time for an assistant. If it gets to a point where if one of your clients or potential client messages you and you get an overwhelmed feeling of anxiety or just like, you know, dread, time to get an assistant. For me, it got to the point where it was like, is my mental health worth all of this right now? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I just felt I was getting so overwhelmed by so many things. And, you know, you come off of working like nine to 12 hour days and you're not off when you get off, you know? No, it just begins. It just begins because you have you know, five girls waiting for you to book their touch up. You have seven girls who DM'd you on Instagram. You have two people who emailed you. You have one person asking a brow question. And it just, it just, to me, it's worth, you know, I could have probably, I could probably do it myself, honestly. I probably could. Um, But to me, I think your mental health, especially being a business owner, needs to be top priority because it becomes so overwhelming so fast. So if you feel like you are becoming overly anxious and it's becoming overwhelming for you, 
it's time to, you know, make that business expense, spend a little bit of money and hire somebody to help you out. And it's the best decision I've ever made. I mean, it is night and day how I feel, you know? How long has she been working for you now? <laughs> Girl, like a week. <laughs> but it's, and it's already like uh, so nice. It's so nice. I mean, it's 100%. It's, you know, it's like, you know, I used to have to sit after every client and book them myself and look at my schedule and like stress out and try to find something. And now I have someone else looking at my schedule and fitting it in for me. And, you know, if I need to reschedule my weeks or flip weeks, like for example, we just planned an, uh, a trip for my birthday and I needed to flip my weeks and it was like so many people and I just had her take care of it. And she's, yeah. you know, she's peppy with my clients and, and it helps me be nicer to my clients where I'm just, I'm not as like, drained and just like overly like exhausted from you know dealing with brow shit all day it it just makes you it almost like gives like makes me happier to work it makes me mm -hmm. happier about work yeah that's super important because if not you're gonna get a bad review I mean there's a cost to everything <laughs> yeah I mean a hundred percent there's been t days where it's like I've been so overwhelmed and like I'll have so many messages and I'll just be so dry and the next day I wake up, you know, finally refreshed. And I'm like, why did I message them so dry? It's not necessarily that I'm rude. I'm just like, yeah, you know, just that's it. Mm -hmm. My assistant's like, oh, my God, babe. Emoji, emoji, five exclamation points. hundred <laughs> percent, you know, and it's and it's great. And so now when people message me, I can react the same way because I really have to deal with I haven't been able to deal with people like that. So it's nice for me to be able to do it every now and then, but have someone else take care of it for me. And then how did you figure out like a pay structure? Because she's not like, it's kind of like whenever, right? Like, how does that work? So I have it to where Monday through Friday, she works. I have her off weekends because I'm taking off weekends. So I'm like, listen, June's Brown, Co June's Brown Co is shut on weekends. We are not, we don't work. We are enjoying our times off. And then I have her basically work until 7 p.m. If someone messages us like at 7 p.m., um, I don't have her take care of it because I'm like, you're off. And then if I feel like responding to it because I'm OCD and the second a message comes in, I have to reply. Um, I'll reply. But mm -hmm. pay structure wise, I'm paying her 150 a week. And I mean, she's literally sitting on her phone. That is her job. Yeah. <laughs> so she's getting and she still does other stuff too. This is just kind of like a side hustle for her. Exactly. Yeah. So it's actually my best friend. <laughs> So, oh, okay. yeah, and so she, um, she was supposed to be moving to Fort Worth and they're looking into buying a house with her boyfriend and she needed like a side hustle just cause she's in sales. You know, the pandemic has affected everybody's pay and I actually hired an assistant, had her and she quit the first day. <laughs> I was, Why? I don't even know. Like she said she had COVID and that was pretty much it. And it was just really confusing. It didn't make sense, but she quit. And then, so I was just like, I was venting to my friend, her name's Georgia. And I was like, you could be my assistant. Cause she was saying she needed extra money. And it, she was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, but like, you know, if you fuck it up, you're out. And I was like, yeah. I go, you know what? <laughs> Worst case scenario, I get to say I fired you. So let's bring you on board. <laughs> And so, yeah, so she's been, she's, uh, she's cool with it. And then 
what I'm going to do is give her this first month, see how she does her first month. And then if I feel like it really is genuinely benefiting both of us and being handled appropriately, then I'll up her pay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a pretty good pay for just doing that. I, though, think, like 150. I think so too. I mean, it, it really, it, it's really just you sitting on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Just being available. Yeah, exactly. So, and she works from home right now anyways, too. So it's kind of perfect. That is perfect. Well, I'm glad you found someone and I'm Thanks. glad it's working out and I hope it works out and I hope you guys stay friends. <laughs> I mean, we'll be friends. I, we, we've already discussed like, Hey, if anything goes kind of tensiony, weird, weirdness, we're just going to call it quits because. Well, I think you do a good job about that. It's just like putting the awkwardness out there. Like you did that with the girl that you're renting next to. It's like, Hey, let's just talk about us being competitors. Yeah. Hey, let's just talk about me potentially firing you. Like, and I think you do such a good job at that. Thank and you. I think that's something that someone who's listening to this, you know, like maybe just have the awkward conversations in the beginning. hundred percent. And it makes things when it does happen. It's like, oh, well, you know, we already talked about this. hundred so. percent. Okay. <laughs> I'm so about that. Like, you know, it's like if there's an elephant in the room, let's just chat about it, you know, because we're both dying <laughs> on the inside anyways. So. Right. Yes. I love that attitude as well. I'm going to put that in a note down for that because I could use that. Nice. Yeah. It, it always works out well. I promise. Yes. Okay. So social media, I think you do such a great job as well. What are some social media tips that you would give to someone listening? Okay. Um, okay. So Instagram all day, every day. Okay. Um, we only talk about Instagram. (laughs) We only talk about Instagram. Perfect. Yeah. Instagram. (laughs) Get on fucking Instagram. (laughs) Um, so kind of, you know, what I learned with my PR degree and everything like that is, you know, you need to set a tone for your brand immediately on your social media, you know? Um, so that's kind of what I did. And I feel like, I feel like you did a really good job with that a lot. You know, it's like where you have your page has an aesthetic and a vibe. Um, Mm -hmm. you need to, I always say, start that off immediately, kind of like set the tone and the vibe because people are going to start being drawn just to that alone. Even if your work isn't up on your page yet, People are going to start being drawn to your vibe and your aesthetic. Um, I would always say also, I say post on your story at least 10 times a day because you want to be at the top of everybody's story at all times. If someone gets off that Instagram app and they already watched your last story, they post another one, they're going to see your story first, you know? And it keeps you... That's a good tip. That's a lot. Ten. Ten. I know. How do you find enough stuff? Sometimes, I mean, sometimes I don't make it ten a day. You know, it is kind of hard. But, you know, sometimes, like, it doesn't even have to be your work. It could just be you sharing, like, you know, today I shared a post that was, like, um, hustle outbeats talent when talent doesn't hustle. Like, little things like that. Like, just posting little memes or little sayings or something that kind of attributes to your brand or what you're doing, like the industry, um, a funny TikTok, your personal life. I mean, people love when I post my personal life. People love it. Yeah, I'm saying. Um, and, you know, or things that interest you. Like, I'm a big true crime girl, like huge. And I would say like 90% of my June bugs are huge true crime people. Anytime I post about true crime, I mean, girl, it's like the most engagement I've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... we talked about this when I first spray tanned you oh, did we oh, yeah, that? that's right we did I had to tell you to stop listening to it because you were all freaked out oh, yeah I did I, I honestly I haven't listened to it in a little bit actually it's since we've spoken I have not listened 
but I'm ready to hop back in. The nightmares have subsided. <laughs> but um, another good tip I have, and this is something I learned from the social media class, and this is a golden tip, okay? Um, whenever you are starting your account and you want to be at the top of people's pages, in- the Instagram algorithm bases the- their feed off of your relationship with that person. So, Jess, let's say, like, you and I are constantly DMing back and forth. Whenever you post something, you're one of the first people I see on my feed. Like, you're on the top feeds. And it's because Instagram has realized that you and I have a relationship. Now, everybody thinks you have to comment on people's posts, and that's what Instagram looks for. No. They look for the DMs. So, if you're wanting to get to the top of people's feeds your clients feeds or potential clients feeds you need to start dming them meaning reply to a picture that they post let's say they post a song oh my god i love that song you know just little things that are going to start a conversation thread and that's going to push your social media to the very top of their page so that way every time they get on instagram your work is the first thing that pops up that's a really good tip i didn't know that but that makes sense. Yeah, it, it it's um it I learned it in a social media class a few months ago and it really it works. I mean it it's so true. Um what social media class did you take? Uh what's her name? Um I think you get it actually you can get it on Shay Danielle Academy. You could get it on her website and it's literally called social media marketing and the girl's name is Sheila Bella. And it's like okay. I wanna say like a hundred and fifty dollars, but there's a lot of really good information for anybody that you can learn to like kind of up your media social media game. Yeah, it's a good, I love new resources. Yeah, it's awesome. And like, I mean, I've learned some, the algorithm just changed so much within the last year. So it's kind of like, you know, like when you're trying to grow, it's harder than what it was two years ago. I mean, I've seen girls who have like 10,000 followers and like now they're, they're barely getting any followers, but it's because the algorithm changed. So you have to start adjusting your strategy to the new algorithm. It sucks because it's a, you have to work for it, but it does work. Yeah. Well, it's just, everything's constantly changing. Yeah. A hundred percent. What booking system do you use? I use Acuity and I really like it. Why do you? Why do you use that one? Uh, so that's what I was just originally taught with. Because um, Mashari, she used Acuity and I had to run her Acuity books. So I already kind of got familiar with it. But I like it because you can have their put their card on file and make them day, pay a deposit. And you can link it with a Square account. And so basically, okay. you can like and you can write little notes in their section. And it's really good where you can set up an email system like sending them pre-care, you can send them a follow-up email, like that's just automated. Um, you can also do like consent forms on there as well. So people sign their consent forms before they come and see you and you have like a hard copy of it. Yeah, I use Vigaro. I have I like yours. Before. Actually, I was, I was going to say, I, how do you like yours? Because I like the way yours is set up. It's like I can pull payroll. So like my employees in California, it's like super easy, like two buttons. Uh, I include do a sales report, um, and I was using what was I using before this? I was using oh god, I forgot what it was called, but they had like no reporting, so that's why I switched my system because I needed reports, and um, I can use the two location feature on there now. Um, 
I just think it's great. Yeah, Acuity has the reports, too, which I think it's really cool because you can kind of watch how you've grown, which I think is super cool to watch, too, just through your reports. Like, you through either salary Well, or- I'm the type... I do my books at the end of the year. Like, I'm not, like, that's probably, like, not a good business tip at all. But <laughs> I don't, like, get in my books throughout the year. Like, I obviously am checking my accounts and seeing if I'm making money. But, like, I'm not, like, in the nitty-gritty Same. until the end of the year. So when I can just go on Vigaro and pull a report, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm Yeah, money, like, that's know. exactly what I do. Like, I literally just pull up my report. I'm like, what am I making in March? Okay, great. I am content with that. Like, yeah exactly i do the same and then i stress out totally not a good business tip (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly always well it's constant stress but yeah so it's not a good business tip but that's what i do same we're on the same page glad glad we have the same business structure (laughs) (laughs) perfect (laughs) i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing some things are positive the book is probably it's definitely that's definitely one of my new year resolutions i just need to get a good person to just run my books because it, it becomes so stressful when it when it when it's mm-hmm. all time to do all of it and you're just like oh wow you're like really scrambling so yeah or I don't even remember what the hell like something was I'll look at like my bank account and I'll go to like yeah. January <laughs> and I'm like what the hell was that check for like I exactly no I don't idea. know what was this Amazon purchase for a blender or for brow products I don't fucking know I'm not gonna remember right yeah, off. yeah just right <laughs> off my blender I need smoothies every morning to give the best brows possible right <laughs> um what are some of the struggles that you have with your business i know we talked about a little bit of why you needed an assistant so now that that's solved like what are some other issues uh i would say time management um i think something i'm kind of struggling with is kind of running my business the way i want to run my business i think and not let exactly. it run you exactly um, I feel like I'm a huge people pleaser and obviously when you're running a business, you want every client to be happy and you want to meet all of their needs. But sometimes I let that get in the way of my own personal life or like my own things that I literally need to get done or have to do. And that's something I've been trying to kind of work on is setting a little bit of healthier boundaries between me and my, business. you know, um, you know, like when I have a day off, have a day off you know sometimes if I have a random opening or someone cancels or like my whole day gets canceled I want you know instead of me just enjoying that day off I fill it back up again and I just keep working working and working and working and working and working and working and so I kind of struggle with just like creating that healthy boundary and doing some things for me you know because I'm sure you understand where it's like you're in that we're in an industry where we're we are doing things for people all the time and we love it. And there's a reason we do it. It's because it fulfills us. Right. And it makes us feel good. But it's like when we have to take a step back and do things for us and make ourselves feel good, you know? And that's something I've, that's something I've kind of struggled with being a new business owner is kind of finding that healthy balance. Well, so how long has June Browse been in business? Technically it's only been like 10 months because of, covid because the pandemic like you've only been in business i know 10 it's months. so wild it's so wild because i got certified that's I got insane certified last july and then i really didn't start working like by myself like as a full-blown business till november and then i worked a little bit and then we closed down for what two or three months because of um mm-hmm. covid so yeah it's only been 10 months but it's the longest job i've ever kept <laughs> 
awesome. <laughs> I love that you just said that. It's so good. Uh, that's amazing that you've had been able to grow and be this booked up that fast. And you think it's just because of like giveaways and like giving away like free brows or did you work with influencers in the beginning? Um, you know, I'm just now dipping my foot into the influencer pool, which I feel some type of way about. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, why? Why do you say that? Because <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I don't know. I don't know if this happens to you, but it's like you reach out to me. For me personally, it's like I'm swallowing my pride. Like my service is total like $700, right? And it's a lot of work. And, you know, like just like you, it's like we're going out of our way to provide a service for someone. And typically me, when I reach out to my an influencer, I'm offering it for free in exchange for a social shout mm-hmm. out. And sometimes like when I'm just left on red, <laughs> they like don't even like the message or just be like, no thanks or anything. It, it just like, makes me so upset i oh you uh, gotta get over that there's oh my god if that was happening that does not mean anything it drives me up a fucking wall it drives me insane it makes me feel defeated oh you no no okay no once (laughs) it's just the name of the game so it's a numbers game don't look at the personal account just think of it as a number so out of like you know, like think about it. Like out of twenty influencers, you want to get one person to reach out right. back to you. And think about it that way. Don't think of it as like they're a person. Think of it as a number. Like, okay, I'm going to reach out to ten or twenty, and I hope to get one response back. And I think if you think about it that way, it's going to okay. be easier because it's not about yeah. you. And I think that's I think that's the issue. I think I take it a little personally because I'm just like, oh, you don't like my work, you know. They probably didn't. They probably looked at it so it would get off their messages and click yeah, away. Probably. <laughs> or they didn't even see it. Like half of the time, they don't even see that shit. You right. know? And then you can unsend something too. So you hold it down and then yeah, just unsend it. Yeah, I did my it. first unsend the other day. I was like pretty embarrassed. Like <laughs> I messaged this and she followed me and I messaged her immediately and I was like, would love to do your brows. Like, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of mutuals, like blah, blah. She reads it and then she goes and posts on her Instagram story looking for a brow artist in Austin. Blah blah. blah. And then, yes, really, and then posts the brow artist that she choose she choose. She and then I just like unsent it and I was like, that is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me in my entire life. Like, well, why would did she? Yeah, read your she message? read it. She read it and then posted looking for brow artists and I was like, oh that's not someone you want to work yeah. with anyway that person's probably not even going to repost the person yeah who does but it's just like that's not but, normal so, so i haven't really grown because of the influence i will say i think honestly um you're gonna have to like pay to, like for some advertisements it's what helped me grow i want to say you know promoting your work on instagram do you like yes. boost the post yep i would recommend like i what i do is i will like wait see what I make sure it's a really good post like make sure it's just something you are very proud of and that you feel confident in and you would want thousands and thousands of people to see and then I would say at least spend ten dollars on that post in at least three days yeah I've heard that before in marketing classes like three days and I've like I've gotten so many followers just from that potential clients and I think another thing that has helped me on my social media is that I kind of have just been Abby. Like, 
I feel like sometimes, especially in the beauty industry, it's really easy to fall into this, like, hi, like, welcome, blah, blah, blah. Like, that alter intro. Yeah, I'm like, perfect. Yeah, and, like, sparkles and glitter. And I'm like, let's listen to about this bitch who just got her head cut off in my yeah, while I do your brows. <laughs> like, you know? And I think being yourself through your but don't get me wrong obviously maintain you know your professionalism but being yourself people connect to that and people trust you more I talk to I'm not even joking I think when I first met you I spoke to you like I've known you for how long and I feel I mean you're just really easy to get along with too like I feel like I can talk to you so easily but I talk to my I try to speak to my clients or to people on my social media like they are my girlfriends like we like yeah. we go out together and like we you know we I talk to them like I've known them for years and I think that helps me out so much especially in the beginning because my clientele were a lot of girls my age and so like kind of just vibing with those girls and just being completely you know sometimes on my social media I am raw and ugly you know I will like talk about the rough days I will go on my social media and be like do not text me five times in a row because I am a human, um, you know what I'm saying? And I say shit, and I know that there's people that look sometimes, you know, other artists that are like, oh, girl, like, you shouldn't be posting that. But it's helped me grow at an insane rate. Well, it helps make you exactly. stick out. And to me, it's like, I, it's so easy to be cook, cookie cutter in this industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so easy mm-hmm. to like, emulate every other artist and act like every other artist but my entire life like I've always been I'm gonna blame it on me being an Aquarius okay and it is also the age of Aquarius so this is my year but like we're just like naturally (laughs) in my whole life I've been a little shit like like oh you like the color red well I'm purposely gonna hate the color red and only wear the color blue type of person does that make sense so I like to go against the grain a little bit and I think that that helps you and it's like showing your real life on social media you know the trips you go on your family people love that too people love connecting with who they're gonna let perform whatever type of task on them you know I think that has helped a lot Mm -hmm. yeah like you let them see a part of you like hey I'm not just this brand like I'm actually like the person behind it when you're following me like this is who you're following like I'm not here to just take your money like I'm like let's make this work I mean girls will I've had so many girls come in with certain brow things or whatever and I've had to send them home and I easily have you know just been like hey yeah I'll do your brows knowing that they're not going to heal properly but no I'll sit down and tell a girl I'm like listen girl this is this is five hundred dollars and I'm not, I don't want to fuck up your face or not give you something you don't want for 500. And people love that. And some people will be like, no, you should have just done it. Your business, you need to make money. But it's like, it all ties together. And I, I really do believe that if you have your client's best intentions in mind and like you have a, like a good moral and ethic code and that's how you're running your business, it's going to all come back to you tenfold. Oh yeah. Like I've, always tell people the number one business tip is just to Mm -hmm. be a good person like that's literally goes so far because everything comes back this person knows that person that will tell this person that like especially in austin like it is such a small circle it's such a big city but it's also so freaking small it's so true austin is like yeah it is a tight-knit group of people 
And it's weird. I didn't know that because it's a big city. It has like a million people in the city, but like everyone yeah, knows well, I mean, I think it's going to change pretty quickly here though, because just, you know, I, I really yeah. do believe that we're about to become the next LA and oh, it's, everything's going to change. And it's like, I don't know if I want to stay here through that, but then I'm also like, well, shit, do I? Because it's, you know, the city's growing so fast. But it's such a small group of people. I mean, like, even when I, like, when I would go out and stuff, like, I would see the same people everywhere I went every single weekend, or I would know this person, and then, or I'd go hang out with this group of people, and then this random person I know from a random group is hanging out, and I'm just like, this is fucking wild. Like, you guys, like, all hang out. Yeah. It, it's just crazy. And it it's so important to just, like, maintain that good, you know, that good energy with your clients as much as possible. Yeah, I agree. And it'll take you very far. And like, when no one's looking like that's when you need to be on your best behavior, because that's when everything comes back. Like, I just think that there's like, a cause and effect to everything. And karma is 100% real. And she's, she's a, and she's a bitch. I've she's never for you. It's definitely real. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yes, I've learned that the hard way. But where do you see your business in a few years from now? Um, I, you know, I kind of back, I kind of bounce back and forth with my goals for my business. I think overall, ideally, what I would like is to have some artists working under me. Um, or like, I kind of want to become like, an, like a salon name, like, a, like a household name. Yeah. Like, I want June's Brow Co., to be like that brow girl in Austin, Texas, that brow place that people go to in Austin, Texas. So that's kind of like my overall goal. But sometimes like, I'm like, I also want to be, you know, I know we just talked about influencers and how I don't like working with them, but or like reaching out to them. But I also just want to be like that bitch. Like, I, I know that's like such a poor way to like explain your goals but I just really want to be that bitch in a few years. Like, wherever he's, like, June's brow co. That one's that's doing all the, the Yeah, like, every, I just want to, I, like, I want to do everybody's brows. Like, I want everybody to come to me and love me and trust me. And I want to be the brow girl in Austin that people come to. Well, you have to work, what I always tell people, you have to get one influencer and then they all kind of start coming. It starts with one and it starts with a ton of people not responding to you. And then once you work with a few influencers, that, that bitch will respond <laughs> well, to you. Well, I, I promise that, you. Like, all, I would say all the influencers have already been taken up by a lot of brow girls here in Austin. Like almost everyone I've reached out to has mm -hmm. already had a brow girl. So... Hmm. Well, you know, True. everyone's that, moving. Yeah, that's where I have my hope, where I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of people coming here. And look for micro-influencers, you know. micro-influencer? Um, micro-influencers. Okay, so there's micro and there's macro. So micro, I, well, everyone will tell you a little bit different, but, like, I consider micro under okay. 10K followers. And then macro, in my world, I would say, like, over 50K. And the normal brand, like, if I was, like, yeah. freaking Morphe. A macro would be like James Charles, 15 million, you know, and a micro to them would be like 200K. So insane. So, but in, in my world, like right. that's like what I play with. And so, um, start with micro, they'll respond, get someone with 7K, get someone with 
8k followers I, even 5k like you yeah know, I did um I do have like two like two girls that have like 20k in Austin that I have booked coming up so I'm excited about that the only one I did do Perfect. she was she's actually from Dallas <laughs> and I haven't and I have another oh, I think you told me about her that I'm gonna do this but I'm also like it's kind of like not even just I want to be located in Austin like I almost like I almost want to be like you like how you have a spot in California and then you're coming down here in Austin and doing that. Do you plan on opening like another mm-hmm. location or you kind of just want to bounce between California and Austin? No. So I for sure going to open a location yeah. in Austin this year. And then, um, I don't know. So I definitely was thinking like Dallas, like I want to stay yeah, in the Texas Dallas area. I love Texas. I think, yeah, and Dallas is, like, a mecca for spray tanning, so I don't even know if I want to go there because it's mm-hmm. such a big spray tanning world, but then it also could be good. I'm not really going to worry about competition. Right. I'm just going to, like, do it, but um, event, yeah, so eventually I would probably want multiple locations, and even in Houston oh, yeah. as well because um, I might be going in with Amber, and she's from, like, a small part in part? Houston, and so she has, I forgot... She always tells me, and I'm like, where? <laughs> but it's on the outskirts of Houston, and um, she left her huge clientele out there to move to Austin. So she still has that clientele. So she was like, we should open a spot there. So That's there's awesome. just, I don't know. Houston. I definitely would stay opening in Texas. Houston would be incredible. California. And I'm, if you ever do that, obviously I would promote the shit out of you because I have like so many i mean oh, my entire you. my personal page i'm like all all houston like my entire all my friends family are in houston so you should I, you should try you know, to open up one there then I too you would get... i really have because houston i mean the thing is, is like you could raise your prices in houston <laughs> like you know you get what i'm saying i mean well oh, really? I mean, houston is such like if you're in downtown houston or if you do like the heights or anything like that girl that is money like they have money it's almost like wait what what is there a difference between what you charge in california than what you charge here in austin oh Mm-mm. um no it's the same right now eventually my mobile service would be more expensive but um i'm actually a little bit more expensive oh, in austin okay. i guess technically but it's because oh, okay. i do mobiles so yeah it's like, that's it's why it's like for example in in california for browse like they charge two grand and it's normal. Well, yeah. Powder? If you go to, like, a good artist, they charge up to two grand. There's an artist here in Austin that already charges one grand. Another that charges 800 So it's, like, if you're in that, obviously, like, if you're in that market, you can charge good money. And Houston would be such a great market because Houston is such, like, a party town. And, like, I'm sorry, but, like, spray tan central girl. <laughs> like, perfect. <laughs> yeah so it just I don't know it, I'm at the point where I'm deciding if I want to be a spray tan artist do I want to be mm. a salon owner like what do I want and like you know I always tell people in the beauty industry like are you do you want to do brows when you're 50 nope. or 60 years old like most yep. of the time the answer is gonna be no so you need to set up that ground space I'm- now like I'm going to own salons, and by the time I'm 50 or 60, like, that's what I'm going to do. You know, like, I manage that, and I could do that for however long, because I'm not actually doing the work, but, like, especially mm-hmm. hair girls, like, what Oh, yeah, I mean, I think about do? that all the time. I mean, I'm 24, and I'm like, I mean, I have a lot of time, but I'm just like, I'm not going to be doing this shit in, like, 
15 years. I'm not, I'm not. Just my back and hands will not allow. Yeah. So you need to set yourself up now, you know, do the groundwork. Like, I'm not saying tomorrow, but like five exactly. years plan, yeah. you know. I, you know, I've been thinking about getting a business. You need coach to be thinking too, that way. But I just never, I just feel like sometimes to find a great business coach, you have to have like these connections and. I'm really? not a fan of business coaches or like life coaches. I just think. Like, you can do it internally. Like, what do you want? Like, when you picture yourself five years from now, like, what do you envision? Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess, like... Like, I think you just need yeah. to do some internal work. Like, a business coach is just going to make you do the internal yeah, I guess work, I should whether you like it or not. probably get a therapist instead, because that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> you crack me up. I'll just You're go to therapy. Actually, I'll just go see if... <laughs> No, but like these are things like, and this is like the reason I started my podcast as well is like to have this conversation where it's like, think bigger picture. Like, do you want to provide exactly. your service forever? Like, do I? I'm not going to be 50 years old driving <laughs> around people's houses doing Calling spray tans. Like, hell no. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> I can barely do it now. So it's like, you know, like I need to be thinking that way. And it's like hairstylist. There's nothing wrong with being a hairstylist till you're 50 or 60. But is that exactly. something you want to do? Like. Do you want to have just income coming in on a salon and have a hairstylist under you? Like, there's so many things that you can do. Or be a, just an educator. Like, yeah, you I could thought just be about a full-on trainer. I mean, educators, I mean, make stupid money. I mean, it's so... Yeah, oh, like that girl had... who ripped you off what? for four grand, like you know? Like, what? girls in the class at four grand Jesus. for one day of... I know a spray tanner in California who charges a shit ton of money because she oh, sprays wow. the Kardashians. And yeah, so she charges an arm and a leg to train and she does, I've heard she doesn't do a very good job. And I've had to have a conversation with one of the girls after, because she trained with me after and was, I do like a free mentorship call uh -huh. included in the price afterwards. And she was like telling me all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's just like, Education could be also oh, be uh, such a scam. Oh, there are so many scams in the in our industry. It's not even funny. Like there'll be people that will pay like five hundred dollars for like a three day course, and it's like a woman who bought her tattoo license last week and watched some YouTube videos teaching people. No, well, there's there's not. no regulation, especially with spray tanning. There's it's kind of like yours, like spray tan. There's nothing. You don't even yeah, need, no, need to be exactly. certified. You we technically don't have to be certified. You technically, all I would have to do is go buy a tattoo license. I don't even need a certification. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, spray tanning, you don't need a certification either. People do because that's what I think they're yeah. told by someone else or like obviously by an educator who's selling it. No, exactly. Tell you, you, and it, I mean, you know, <laughs> what this quote unquote certification is, is really just you beginning a training process. And you can honestly just go, my advice would be. Buy a fucking tattoo license, find an artist who offers one-on-one -on -one trainings in your city, and train that way. Do not do a three-day crash course for certification because you are going to waste your money. I mean, I didn't take any training. I've never paid oh, for wow. any spray tan education. Uh, I've all self-taught and... But, like, spray tanning is not like right. your industry. It's just so – it's, like, right. pretty black and white. Like, once you've – and once you've done X amount of spray tans, it's, like – Oh, yeah, I'm with sure. That's kind of how it is. I mean, well, I could never do a pair of brows with my eyes closed, but it's, like, 
you get a hang of it. You know, you just you have that education in the back of your head, and then it kind of just becomes real. And it's like all technique, it's like, almost like and it's the way memory. you flow. Yeah. Like I'm sure you don't. Yeah, and you don't do it oh, exactly no. how that person trained you. You kind of just like took that 100%. and morphed it into your That's own. Like anyway, one thing I did have to learn, uh, like, kind of had to accept. It's almost like when you go and get, get these trainings, you're like, I have to. Since that artist is so good, you're like, I have to do it exactly like them. But I've kind of learned over the year is like what you do is you pick up little things from every person you learn and you turn it into your own style and you add your own thing and you figure out what works best for you. And then you apply that to your technique and keep going. And you, in this industry, hair, tan, makeup, brows, anything you learn as you go, you constantly are learning every single day, something new. The one thing I will say about not me getting paying for training, I definitely screwed up some spray tans in the very beginning whereas if i would have paid for that training i probably, oh, girl, that probably I wouldn't have happened in the so beginning. just fyi and, like, they've come back and i thank god like <laughs> i was able to correct them you know a year later and but it's like even with training i mean it's you have to you know you're gonna have people you mess up that's just the name of the game it is unfortunately but as long as you're able to fix it if <laughs> you're not they're not lifelong mistakes and you'll be okay I've got it down pretty much to a science where, like, if you mess this up, it's like right. you use a weird product yeah. or you didn't follow instructions. But you can't tell clients that. You oh, can't be exactly. like, well, actually, you did this, this, and this. You have to be like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm, no, so it's sorry. Me. I'm so sorry that you fucked up. <laughs> yeah. No, I deal with that all the time. I feel that. Yes, it is. Because all- it's like spray tanning. Like, you can easily mess it up. So it's just so many different things that can go wrong. But. It's been pretty good in Austin. I haven't got any bad reviews or in Austin, and I hadn't had many in California. But I like love your tans. I will never. I've like been trying to sell, like, tell all my friends to go to you, but they've all switched over to like a bottle thing. But all mm-hmm. their tans look like ass, so I'm like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I was going to Palm Beach for a while, but like their tans would come off in like two days, and I was just like, this sucks. And then. I would, I tried, um, yeah, a tanning mousse and then I just royally messed that up. So I was just like, I finally, I had seen you through so many people's stuff. Like I just kept seeing your name everywhere. I was just like, I'm just going to try this out because I've always wanted to do like a in-house tan and then, yeah, I love them. I'm like so excited. Yeah. I'm excited for my Friday oh, one. Thank I'm you. I'm so I know I'm gonna see you Friday but that's like seeing me everywhere that comes with the influencer thing because you know what I've realized is if you start working with influencers your normal clients will see that it's Mm, cool to tag you like give you shout media, if that makes sense yeah yeah because it's like oh well it's cool to brag about your spray tan artist it's cool to tag your, your brow artist so it gives you that instant cool and like legit yeah. I know she'll do a good job Damn. after like instantly that. well thanks for the advice on the influencers yeah so I'm telling you yes I'm telling you don't give up they're not going to respond okay I swear, if you all work right, with one I'm or two they'll work. all come that's what happened with me and then eventually like I would message someone and then eventually like a month two months later they'd be like hey girl I yeah. just saw your message okay. even though it said scene cool hopefully <laughs> that chick will message me oh wait well I unsent it it'll happen, happen. But... Maybe one of them. But you know what I mean? Like, you just yeah. have to start and, like, not take 100%. it personal because yeah, it's just I needed to do that. I was taking it a little too personally. 
Well, I'm glad I can help because I think influencer marketing is so great just for giving you that. For sure. No, I can. And pictures to repost. It's kind of, it sucks that it's needed, but it is kind of needed. Yeah. And it's just the sooner you figure it out, the sooner you get your competition to it. Because they're doing it. And there's, and if you're not, you know, people notice that too. So it's like, you're screwed if you do and you're screwed if you don't. Well, thank you so much for coming oh God, on. Really? I think this is the longest I've talked to <laughs> I a told guest. You, I'm a chatty and I'll, I'm so excited to keep following well, your journey you. and seeing what you do. And stay. I will. Thank you so much for the support. Up. I'm so happy we crossed paths. for tuning in to another episode of don't call me girl boss every week i interview a new women's small business owner and we go over the struggles of owning a business what her story is and so much more please if you are enjoying this podcast please subscribe and leave us a review and just thank you again for listening and if you are interested in nominating someone please go ahead and go to the website don't call me girl and there is a nomination form for you to fill out thank you again bye